Hey there, just a quick reminder, we have a mentorship program if you're looking for personalized coaching and mentorship to help guide you to the next level of your interior design business, whatever that might look like for you, whether it's processes and procedures or what services to offer to how to incorporate wellness, intention, or spirituality into your projects, come join us over at designcoven.com forward slash join. Or if you're just in search to connect with other like-minded interior designers, you can join our free community also located at designcoven.com forward slash joy. We made it to episode 54 as part of our mini series for San Diego Design Week. And we are exploring the theme of inspiration through the senses. And this is episode three of those blasts. So we've got six episodes total and we are discovering sound with Kinseth Thibodeau who is our music composer here at Bewitching the Home. I'm so excited to dive into the world of sound with Kinseth. Uh, in the past dozen years, Kinseth Thibodeau has become a staple of the Southern California independent music scene. He co-founded a pair of highly acclaimed experimental rock groups while in San Francisco, then returned to San Diego to find himself suddenly collaborating with many of the city's most respected and acclaimed musicians. He soon became a touring member of Pinback and Three Mile Pilot informed Sleeping People, the phrenic instrumental group that was also featured in a pre-dirty projector's Amber Kaufman. All while continuing his semi-solo Howard Hello Project with Marty Anderson, no longer masked in monikers, Tiptoe is making what may be the most subtly rewarding music of his career, displaying the countless strengths of one of the West Coast's most genuinely talented musicians. And this is just a fun conversation that I got to have with Kinseth about the the realm of, of sound and music, which I feel is, is so important and sort of uh, intangible. But yeah, so this is just a really fascinating conversation. I hope you all enjoy. Welcome to Bewitching the Home, a podcast that supports the journey of holistic interior designers. I'm your host, Rachel Lorraine Crawford, a creatrix of Sacred Space. Here, we will discover new concepts, meet creatives, and learn from active interior designers and conscious businesses that guide us to create enchanted homes. Homes filled with mindfulness, intentional living, and well-being for their inhabitants and Mother Earth. Homes connected to the highest vibration that bring balance, harmony, and a purposeful way of living. Hello, hello. Welcome back to Bewitching the Home. Hello, Kinseth. Hello. <laughs> I'm so excited to have you on the show. Kinseth has been helping me with music and came highly recommended from a friend. So I'm excited to get into his his origin story. And, you know, we're doing this podcast episode for San Diego Design Week um, for 2022 with the theme of inspiration. And I really wanted to dive into inspiration through the senses. So Kinseth is going to be diving in with me with the sense of sound. So super stoked on that. All right, so before we start, let me go ahead and just set our space. I like to ring a bell just to kind of get us into the present moment. 
just kind of connecting into her bodies and her breath. And then of course, gonna light a candle. I love the element of fire. So connecting with creativity and just setting intention for, you know, connection and of course, inspiration, since that's what San Diego Design Week is all about. I always get inspired by different creatives. So I'm excited to kind of dive in to this world and I'm gonna pull us a card. So I'm pulling a card from the Radiant Crystal deck, just a beautiful deck of different crystals. So just kind of getting us into the energy of one of these crystals for today. I'm just curious what we'll, what we'll pull. Charoite. It's a purple um, crystal. I think I only have like one piece of this. It's not a very common crystal at all. And this is spirituality, insight, and connection. And this is connected to Scorpio and Sagittarius. Um, which is also a stone of guidance, bringing us to the here and now and uh, connecting the spiritual and physical and the emotional realm. So kind of getting all of those things in one. It's interesting that it's that color because the studio that I'm in, if you notice this foam in the background yeah. and all the foam around here, you can't see it's all that same color. Really? Yeah. And that's kind of the theme of this office and company that I'm working at is that is that color purple. And oh my God. there's gems and things like that in the I'm working on a game right now. And it's it's actually funny that that's that popped up. <sighs> that's so rad. I love it. So are you working on a video game? Yeah, it's a video game uh, for a company here called As for Games. And so that's why I'm in Sacramento. Uh, I'm from San Diego. Uh, you know, uh, since 2001, I've lived in San Diego. Yeah. Um, and my wife and I are from there. Uh, she's from there. And we've had a house there for, you know, years. But um, I got this job recently in May, and it required me to move up here. So we thought it was a time. You know, I've been yeah. there for over 20 years, and uh, she grew up there. So we wanted to go on a new adventure together. And so we uprooted, and uh, we're in Sacramento. <laughs> so this is home right at the moment in Sacramento. Yep. Very cool. Yeah. I know um, when I connected with you, it was like just as it was like just before you were moving um, up north. And I was like, I don't care if you're moving. We're still going to do like a San Diego and Divine Week <laughs> situation. Especially yeah, since that's your great. roots are here. Yeah. And, and I mean, we're, we don't. We might not be here permanently. I think that uh, at the game after a year, I, and we have a lease for a year. So after that, we can kind of see where everything is. Mm -hmm. And uh, we're still keeping our place in San Diego. We're still keeping our roots there, her family's there. And nice. we're gonna be going back down a lot too. Oh, very cool. So can you um, kind of give me, so so just to give everyone a kind of a little bit of a background, I was referred to Kinsess. Uh, when I was first starting the podcast, because I really wanted to include music into the experience. And I reached out to a friend and because she's in the the music realm and I'm not like, that's not my area at all. And she's like, thank you so much, but I'm not the right person. You need to talk to Kinseth. And I was like, okay, like I will go with whoever you recommend. So yeah, so we got connected in that way. And then when I decided I wanted to incorporate sound as inspiration for the podcast with Design Week, I was like, okay, I'm totally gonna reach out. Cause we, we all we've had in communication was like text, voice message, and that's about it. We never really got to like see each other or meet in person. So this is kind of like our first right. real, <laughs> semi-real yeah, interaction. Connection. Yeah. yeah. 
So can you tell me a little bit about the origin story of how you got into this world of sound and, and what inspired you to go down this path? Well, I think it started with uh, playing music. And I, you know, ever since I was a, a kid, I could just pick up instruments and start playing it. And um, my mom got a piano for her. And then I saw her messing with it and learning stuff on it. And then I ended up taking it over and she stopped playing. And then I, and, oh my gosh. you know, I took it over <laughs> and I never really took lessons. I was always, uh, I always was self-taught and I learned things by ear. Mm. So I did go to school for music and I did uh, study a little bit and, you know, theory and things like that, but I've never been a good reader. Never been part of my brain that, you know, is the reading, the mathematical part of it. Um, yeah. Was never connected to music. And so, uh, but the listening part was always connected. So I could always understand things when I heard them and I can always communicate back what I heard. Um, so anyway, I wow. think that goes a long way into the sound aspect of it yeah. because, yeah. So it's, I think that from music, well, I won't go too forward right now. I'll say after I moved to San Diego in uh, right. 2001 to play in bands. And so I was in multiple bands at San Diego and then uh, did a lot of touring. And then I also started uh, working for a company in San Diego uh, called Singing Serpent. And they do um, music for TV and film and stuff okay. like that. And so I started working in the studio there. And that's when I got into recording. And that's when I got into really like diving into sound and how things mm. sound and doing a lot of mixing, a lot of mastering. And I think that that led me on the path to doing sounds, uh, sound design, as well as doing ambient stuff and sound design and ambience for so videos for, you know, and now I, now I do video games. So I create all the sounds for video games, not necessarily music, just yeah. doing like, you know, where's the character? What's in the environment? Mm -hmm. um, how does the character or the player interact with the environment? So it's really fun for me to, to create with this company from scratch. The oh whole environment, you know. Wow. So do you have just like, how do you create that? <laughs> like, I'm so lost. I, I don't even know like where you would start. Or do you have like a, a library of certain sounds or are you yeah. creating them? Well, I have a know? microphone. So the microphone that I'm talking in is where I create a lot of the sounds. Okay. And then, yes, there are pre-recorded libraries too. And then there's synthesizers and computer programs mm. where you can kind of um, synthesize sounds. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's nice to be able to record a sound uh, from scratch. And I also have a, in here is a, a, a field recorder. So okay. it has a, a really nice microphone mm -hmm. and it goes it goes into a sound card and then you can take it back to your computer. And, and, and so it's nice to walk around with the field recorder and uh, capture environments and capture sounds. Um, but uh, yeah, it's a lot of experimenting, you know. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of correlation with music and sound design as far as mixing and experimenting with the EQs and effects and all kinds of stuff. But you'd be surprised how much of it is made with just your voice. Wow. You can do a lot. You can do a lot into a microphone and then tweak it and kind of make, you know, whatever sound you're looking for. Amazing. Yeah, I think, um, you know, even when I'm doing design, a lot of times people don't even think about, you know, incorporating sound into their rooms or their spaces, but it has a huge effect on like our mood and, and what's happening and, and the feeling that you want to invoke. 
um, oh, it yeah, is being. For sure. I love that um, sound really influences your mood. And well, love and hate that because there mm -hmm. can be sounds that, <laughs> that that really are distracting and it's hard yeah. for you. I know when you're if you're trying to meditate or you're trying to just um, relax and breathe, you know, if there's some buzz from like a fluorescent light or like a hammering from something, you know, it's hard. It's distracting. Yeah. And it's so then what you can do is you can kind of focus on it and you can kind of meditate with it. OK. And so I've been you know, into that concept of just like taking sounds and, and kind of as a mantra, just kind of like yeah. going with it, you know, mm -hmm. it's interesting. Yeah. But yeah, I, th I think that doing uh, the ambient music uh, and sounds, sound design for your videos, it's just, I'm trying to get in there and get in that space based on what references you're giving me or Got if it. you're, if you're where, where you are, you know, you sent me those videos where you were kind of like in a space and then you yeah. were lighting the candle and then you had incense, the things that you had with you, you know, like the chimes that you had or things that you were creating sound with. And then I was trying to kind of work with those and mm -hmm. and echo those things, you know. I mean, it, yeah, it's a skill that I don't have. So I'm just like so in awe and then you just hitting it and, and getting it so right. And people talk about it all the time when they comment on the podcast about the subtle music in the back and setting that space and they notice it. So it's it's really cool. Yeah, it's it's cool when words, there's something there that's cre helping with the ambience of the whole experience and it's not distracting and not taking away from it. If there's mm -hmm. something that can kind of add to it and... Um, you know, sometimes it's nice when uh, you don't notice something. And then after a while, like this whole time, this thing was going on. I was, <laughs> it felt, you know what I mean? Like it, it felt yeah. really good and I didn't know why, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But. Awesome. So as you were like playing in bands and um, creating ambient music, are people just like connecting with you? Or how are you finding or how are you just navigating your way through this world that I feel like is not, you know, not known to myself or maybe to other people, but it's a whole other aspect of design. And like, I don't, I just don't know how you would navigate through that or is it by connecting with other people and. Well, you know, the, you know, the law of attraction. So you just open yeah. the doors, you, you focus on what your interests are and what, and you just do it every day. Mm -hmm. And then uh, you keep your doors open to the people and the networking where this feels right, you know, and then yeah. you go towards it. So, I, so that said, it started with bands and I just made myself available to play in bands. I didn't, I wasn't really specific with what type of music it was going to okay. be or what instrument it was. And I just kind of went in different directions until I realized what I like to do most. And then, I, and then you, you kind of mm. pivot and then you move to the, towards the Got next it. thing. And then, um, that's what happened with the sound is I realized in 2018 that I needed to do something else with the music and the sound and everything that I've I've worked with, my abilities to like mix and master and record and edit. And so I had this realization with the video game thing because I myself played video games since I was a kid. Yeah. And uh, and then I knew some people that that were in the business and so I asked them um, what you know I would need to do to get into that and should I get into that right. and they kind of pointed me in the direction of learning these programs that Got are it. used in in audio and okay. so I, I took some classes online um, kind of during the pandemic and then just you know put a reel together I worked for a company in San Diego uh, remotely freelance 
Got and it. so once I did sounds for their their game, I used it as a reel. And so, yeah, basically just like moving from one thing to the next thing, move Got towards, it. keep your doors open, and then you then you move to, through that door that brings you, to, uh, you know, to a whole nother room with doors. <laughs> and so you just keep <laughs> on going. And I guess that's what life is, too. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my gosh. So amazing. So what... So I, I take it probably nature is really inspiring when you're connecting with these sounds, but are there anything else that kind of come to you or that you feel really like you're gravitating towards or that, that maybe open up another door that you're, you know, that's maybe unexpected? Like, where do you get the inspiration for? for yeah, space? nature for sure. I think that, um, and also opposite, like creating natural sounding stuff synthetically is really yeah. interesting. There's one one game that I played and there was a, uh, sound designer from uh, he's Danish and I think his name is Martin Anderson or Martin Stig Anderson and he creates ambience and natural sounds um, out of synthetic sounds so you, oh so you think that like you know you think that you're hearing grass or wind but it's actually synthesizer and then uh, if you do record real sounds then you alter it so it's the reality of it is mm. you know you understand what it's implying but it's also very very like it's like a painting like an abstract painting you know wow. so I, I definitely love i love um literally the sound of one th good thing about sacramento is all the rivers and we live right by a river and so you can go outside and you hear the trees and the the um, ivy on the trees and then the river and the and there's this delta breeze that comes in every evening so you always hear this, the trees rustling mm -hmm. and all that stuff and i love that so much you know but and then I want to try to recreate that now um, yeah. from scratch, from just my memory. You know, it's it's yeah. kind of fun to oh do that. Gosh. So I, I've created like I've created ambiences that are natural and of nature, but I've done it completely just from memory. You know, that's insane. I mean, you must have like a super high keen sense of sound. <laughs> well, Maybe. it doesn't. I think that yeah, there's stuff that I don't know about. So, okay. there, so maybe that there, maybe it is some sort of, there is like a, a keen sense or an intelligence with that mm -hmm. type of thing. But also I, it's, it's a creative thing. It's like, just go for it and just mm -hmm. try to and see what happens. And, you know, it might work out to how you thought it was going to work out or it might not, it might not be what you expected, but then right. another door opens that you go through, you know, <laughs> um, and you're like, oh, I was trying to make this like ambient river sound, but it ended up being like this, you know airplane sound yeah so whatever interesting so it seems like you have almost like this i don't know what you would call it i mean it seems like a great relationship with experimentation and maybe not mm. being so afraid to fail so that i mean did that mm -hmm. it, it seems yeah, like that's you're kind the, of that's the freedom of creativity and art is putting yourself out there right you can't you can't do anything without risking but then what are you risking like it's all it's all part of this uh, progression so yeah. even like a failure or or even something that you know isn't what you expected it's still all part of what the final goal is you know mm. yeah i love that i just i just think my my brain's turning because i'm like oh my gosh like if i if we approach you know so many things with that same sort of perspective like how much mm -hmm. further will we be or like just thinking about the experiences that we might have missed out on because you know the the fear yeah. of failure or whatever it is that's keeping us from moving forward yeah and the same thing when you design 
a room or create um, an atmosphere yeah. around you. You're also working with what you have. You're also working with what obstacles you have. And then like when you pull the cards out, you're working with those too. Like yeah. those things in inspire you or influence you, you know? Yeah, for sure. I mean, all of it is obviously influential and, but, and then, yeah, with the cards, it's kind of like, um, opening up a, a space to be like, oh yeah, that's available too. Or, oh yeah, I can tap into that and, and having something that you can pull from. Mm -hmm. So cool. How do you think your design with sound inspires others? Like, how does that work? What's the relationship between like what you're producing and, and what you've seen people get out of it? Well, there's, uh, if I, if I'm doing my own personal art or music or anything mm -hmm. that, and let's say I put it on my Instagram or Bandcamp or something that I want to share, right? then I can, I can get a response from people or not. I'm mostly doing it for myself, but it always is nice to like get feedback to right. see how, what, what other people, because a lot of times I have no idea. And also I don't have a specific genre or style of anything. So, um, I'll put, it's very random, you know, it's still me. I've yeah. had friends that yeah. are like. I've had friends that are like, oh, you know, you think that that's totally different than the last thing you think it <laughs> sounds like you, you know? And so I, I think that's, that's good as an artist to have your, you know, whatever it is. And it's nice to get feedback sometimes, but mostly mm -hmm. I just do it for myself. Now for, for work, for the game, I was, I'm doing this presentation next week about uh, how I've been creating the sound with the art team here. Mm. And so I've actually been working. It's very early on in the game. We haven't. Okay. The game isn't even a game yet. Right now, it's basically a concept with a lot of art that people are pumping out, and then I I riff off of it. So like somebody will be drawing a city okay. or drawing a map, and then I'll look at it and I get ideas. Oh, okay, I can hear like the wind over here, or I can hear like you know this monster lurking back here, like the footsteps, mm -hmm. and then I can hear you know whatever. So and then uh, somebody will build like a character. And then I will put sounds to the character um, just based on the, wow. the, uh, the drawing. drawing. Yeah, and so it starts there. And then we're going to build it all together. So it's nice to be with sound to like work with the artists and build it all together. And then in that sense, I definitely want feedback. Like it's, yeah. it's really good to get yeah. um, criticism. And then uh, what's a better idea for this? Does this work? You know. Right, so, uh, just bouncing uh, it off. I'm really open. I'm really open, open to um, how it affects other people, and then I take that yeah. information. I can and, only imagine yeah. like being one of those artists and creating like a creature, and then having you um, put sound to it and just bringing it to a whole other dimension, and having them like yeah. really be like. Yeah, so that's it's really fun, and and so it's that's fun part about being the sound guy here at a, at a place where it's all about development. And there's creativity, but it's the to really make something come alive mm -hmm. is the sound, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's that's insane. So you mentioned being in the very beginning stages. Have they heard mm -hmm. some of these collaborations with what you're doing already? Or is that something that you're presenting here shortly for yeah. them to listen for the first time? So that's why I had to end today at four because I have an art review um, at four o'clock where okay. I, I show what I was working on this week, what sounds. And so I make a little video and then I'll play it. We have a conference call with some people are here and some people are not here. Okay. And so I'll play a video and then we'll talk about it and get feedback. And the same thing with them, what they've been working on artistically. Mm. Um, so next week is, a, they call it um, 
it's I figure what it at least it's an in-house event where everybody from the company comes here. Okay. So and there's a lot of people who haven't heard stuff. And there's investors and stuff coming. So I'm gonna do a presentation, like a nice presentation yeah. with all the stuff. It'll be really fun. It'll be exciting. So cool. <laughs> yeah. I just love it. I'm just when you talking about this is just reminding me of like being a kid, playing all those video games, and then even my boys, you know, them playing their video games and just like all the little and when you were first sharing with me you know some stuff that you did just like one of the videos it was a video game and I think it was the boy or somebody was was by maybe a beehive or next to flies or something uh -huh. and just like that sound it's just like yeah <laughs> so incredible you just don't think about it all yep it's it's it really does bring you know it it really takes you depending on what the sound is, it really takes you to where, where you want to go. Mm -hmm. um, that's the other thing too about game design is that if you can, you can give a, a totally different opposite sound than, you know, for a scene that's nice and serene, you could have it be like somehow ominous or dark oh, and, yeah. or intense. Yeah. Or if there's a scene, if there's a scene where there's all the stuff going on, what if the sound was like ambient? then it, that puts you in this like dreamlike kind of feel. So, I mean, totally. you can mess around with it and it can give a misdirect too. It doesn't have to be literal or anything. Got it. Oh, mm -hmm. So, yeah, I mean, that you just saying that reminded me that like even in our homes, even if it's a little bit chaotic or the space is not exactly what we want at the moment, like just turning sound on or putting in an ambient of some sort can really get you mentally yeah. in, in a different state. Um, that can transform yeah. our spaces, especially if you're in transition and you're trying to do design or whatever it is, knowing that you can kind of just close your eyes and and put that in to transform your space. Mm -hmm. I, for instance, I have to have a fan. I have to have white noise in order to fully relax and go to sleep mm -hmm. and stuff at night. And uh, I'm not sure why that is. Maybe it's because of tinnitus playing with bands. <laughs> but um, <laughs> but anyway, that, that soothes me is when I have like some sort of drone going, you know? Okay. And maybe that's why I like ambient music. And, you know, I like the drone. I like it slowly yeah. developing and changing. Yeah. And I've seen other videos that you've posted where like an artist or somebody is drawing something or mm -hmm. creating something and there's music behind it. How does mm -hmm. that come about? Like, what does that collaboration look like? Are they coming to you? Are you going to them? Are you guys just like hanging out? And yeah, I think uh, that particular collaboration is with my friend Annie Perkins, who also does a meditation video. And I've done uh, meditation uh, background music for her. Yeah. But uh, her, her art is she'll take uh, stuff from nature, a lot of times bones and uh, feathers and whatever else. And she'll make collages, stop motion animation of them. You're so rad. And then I'll, I'll give her like um, four or five options of music. Okay. Like it because it could go any way. It could be yeah. hectic music. It could be real mellow music, um, and everything in between. It could be organic, or it could be synthesizer music. And sometimes that juxtaposition works really well. So I'll send her options, and then she's like, "I love number two. Or sometimes mm -hmm. she's like, "I can't mm -hmm. decide." But you know, <laughs> of course. And kind of like what I did for you too, right? Yeah. I sent you yeah. like a, a bunch of different versions. Like some music it was played with like. Um, woodwind instruments and other music was like synthesizers. So, you know, I just, it just depends on what strikes you and how it strikes you. And it's okay either way, you know. Right. And so with that collaboration, was that something that she was creating and she invited you to, to create music with? Or was it something that you guys just sort of... Yeah, originally she invited me. She said she was... Uh, I liked the art that she was doing, the stop motion okay. art. She posted something. And I think I might have put some music behind it or something just like 
be like, hey, check this out. Yeah. But she she's like, okay, let's, yeah, I really want to collaborate. And so I'm going to send, I have, I'm doing another piece if you want to do music for it. And I was like, yes, you know, so. Yeah. And so is that just part of like her art and what she's displaying or does that go anywhere or do anything or is it just for fun or? I think that it's just for fun, but I think that she was using it. She had like a show here and there for okay. some things. And then she also uses it for her meditation mm. site on um, like a side note, her personal art. But she, but she does guided meditation too. Very cool. Separate from that. Yeah. Yeah. And then you also have like some albums or tracks of things that you've created, right? I've been listening. There's, I don't know which one it is. I wish I like had it up. Maybe it was the most a recent one. It had a lot of background. I don't know if you had one that just recently came out or that you were just uh, promoting recently. But I, I always have stuff that. going on. I always, <laughs> I'm like, always, I'm always putting up. Yeah, like every four to six months, I'll usually like post something on Bandcamp or uh, Instagram. Mm -hmm. But yeah, um, I've been. It's basically just those are places for me to share any experiments and explorations that I'm having and. If something sticks, then I'll stick with it for longer Got and it. then try, you know, and try to, and try to push it until I move on to the next thing. Yeah. But yeah, again, I've had friends who are like, you know, it still sounds like you. So, <laughs> you know, um, which is good. Yeah, it's fantastic. And I think I saw something, maybe it was on your website or on a bio or something, but you were doing stuff with Pinback and what is, what was that? collaboration like i played that was one of the bands i played with in uh san diego from tw 2003 or 4 until 2008 uh okay and then i played and then i played in offshoots with you know Got members it. of that those bands but yeah I, I just basically was hired just to play a uh, keyboard and bass and stuff with them and then yeah. i had my own bands other than that as well but um yeah that was that was a great job to have <laughs> yeah for sure i mean i, I learned just... a lot from playing with those guys yeah and i mean i think even just that one album i was listening to i could just hear like some similarities or some little you know things in there that i just thought was really 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 neat we're all very like-minded you know all, the, all those musicians in san diego are it's a small pool of people and mm -hmm. you know a few of them and uh and we've all played with each other <laughs> in different yeah. bands and stuff you <laughs> i'm <know>. sure <laughs> yeah um, San Diego is just one of those places and same thing like, like with design we all know each other and artists you know yeah. everyone knows each other and it's like it you is. can't go yeah. anywhere without <laughs> running into somebody or it's true even even now when there's you know uh, triple the amount of people from 2001 when I first moved there but it still has this kind of small small feel uh, town feel community when it comes to the arts and things like that you know mm -hmm. everybody knows each other yeah, which is one of the things that I just love about it because it's like, you know, if you go to an opening or some sort of event, you're going to mm -hmm. run into somebody and, and everyone has like some really cool things happening. And yeah, yeah, super rad. So Definitely. you've got the um, the video stuff going on with this company. Are you working on any other sort of fun projects that you're wanting to share or excited about? Well, right now, since we just moved, it's been, I've only been concentrating on work, but I do have some a couple friends up here that are great musicians, and it would be fun to start with them at some time, or you know, and yeah. I have some friends in the Bay Area, but um, yeah. So right now, I've just been concentrating on work, and then I have been recording um, acoustic guitar at home, and working on like finger picking and stuff like that, and then oh, wow. 
but I've also been doing synthesizer music, like synthwave stuff uh, to juxtapose it. <laughs> so I have like yeah. a synthwave thing coming up and acoustic thing coming up, I think, but I don't know. Super rad. Yeah. What, what do you think would be like, do you have a certain job or I don't want to say it's a job or um, sort of a dream collaboration that you would like to kind of tap into? Like if you could have your way, like what do you think that would look like or or something you've been wanting to do forever. I think that... I'm on the path because I, I think that having a collaboration that would either be um, a film with a director that I love, mm -hmm. like, uh, you know, something that I could score or do the sound for um, would be a great goal. Not just be hired for things that I ne don't necessarily have a part in, but yeah. like, uh, but, you know, collaborate with something yeah. I can really put everything behind would be nice. And same thing with, uh, with a game. It'd be nice to... Uh, if I could, after this, move on to other games and, and even more experimental, or even in uh, art, even an art installation, you know, just just to explore my options a little bit more and, and not sure. have it just be, not just have it just be like you know something a little bit more uh, standard. It'd be nice to ex really get into like sound as an art or three D environment, yeah. art installation or something like that. I have a friend who I collaborate with um, who's an artist and he does uh, media, multimedia art, and he's a teacher. Okay. We've played uh, at some art galleries and stuff, but it'd be nice to, we've talked about like putting something together where you, where the visual and the audio can interact and, yeah. you know, stuff like that. So, yeah, yeah I, I love that. Yeah, I mean, you even just talking about that, it made me almost feel like um, maybe like virtual reality or creating something where you're like fully immersed into like the art and the sound because you just having like that thing and, and navigating into that that space. Yeah, I've always, uh, I always fantasized about and I've created little meditational video, video games. Uh -huh. So it just put, it puts you into it. It doesn't tell you what to do, but you can float around or move towards something and it's ambient and it and it's not and you it would be nice to have a game like that where you just kind of you're putting the game together while you're playing it you're mm -hmm. you're making up the narrative while you're playing yeah. it and it would be fun to have interactive music that way and interactive uh yeah i don't know how that, how that would work yet but it's moving yeah, yeah. towards that for sure yeah, I could just, I, I just feel it. And I'm just like, God, oh, it'd be so rad to just like, like you're saying, like interacting mm -hmm. with it as you're, as you're going and having influence on what's happening in the, in the space. Yep. Yeah. There, there was a game, uh, the first time I ever uh, felt that, um, had the like experience, there was this game that was on an early PlayStation. And I think uh -huh. it was like 2004. And it was this game that like nobody knew. I didn't know. I don't know how I found it. And all it was, was a feather. And you were a feather uh, floating around in this field. And oh the gosh. wind, and you you somehow, it was hard to control. So it took you a while to figure out how, how it worked. But okay. eventually, intuitively, you started to control it. And then you, then where do I go? I don't know, you can go anywhere. And then eventually, yeah. intuitively, you figure out, oh, you're supposed to go this way. Or you're supposed to get this, or you collect this, or you you get another feather, yeah. you know. So it, it, it was a really cool game, and it was all like the music was all like new age and like oh you God. know. But it, yeah, I think it was just called Feather. I think. I oh know. my gosh, I'm gonna still look it up. That yeah. sounds so rad. Yeah. That's like that's totally my kind of <laughs> yeah space. 
But I, I think that you can have, you, I want to create an experience that's not necessarily a movie, not necessarily a game mm-hmm. uh, or or meditation and just kind of like add it all together and just have yeah. an experience, create an experience. Like yeah. you said, a virtual reality, you know, it could be that, it could be that, or it could be in a uh, augmented reality or real life, you know? Right, right. Um, I know that there's people that are, I think it's called Metaspace, or like designing houses and and places like virtually that people can go mm-hmm. in and buy like real estate in there and and all of that have you wow <laughs> it's really crazy i i just like recently heard yeah. about it and and one of the um members in our interior design community she designed spaces in there has that something that you heard about or like i've heard about you know being in in a uh, a new upstart game company of course like there's talk about all of that and talk yeah. about they call it they call it web three okay. and they call it meta meta and all this thing space that basically it's just going to be this fully like immersive interactive um thing but yeah i think that we don't the technology is getting there and eventually it will be like full-on matrix probably yeah <laughs> but right now <laughs> yeah right now it's just uh it's very conceptual and okay. so some things take take flight and other yeah, things yeah. don't yeah but uh it'll, it'll be really interesting to see and I think that's that's you know, it, is that that's pretty much and the same thing when, when with creating animation. There's lighting, and there's camera, and there's all this stuff. In and in real life, there's these elements that you need to create mm-hmm. something. Mm-hmm. And then also in the meta life, there'll be things that are you're going to need. And so the interior design I could see being, you know, very. I guess there's there's the line between the two isn't very different these days. I've yeah. seen this new game engine um, called Unreal, and the new one is called Unreal 4 or 5. Anyway, a 5, I think. And there, somebody created a, a, a world in it. Somebody created like a, a, a subway station Okay. In the, in the game, and they're walking around the subway station, and it's in Tokyo, or it looks like Tokyo. It's exactly like real life. Like, I couldn't tell oh the difference. Gosh. You can't tell anymore, you know? They can't implement it yet because it would take so much memory. It would wow. be like terabytes of space, you know. But like, yeah, it's it's out there. You can create whole other universes, you know, that look just like ours. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> That's so incredible. And I, yeah. I think of that yeah. of that when I think of sound because it's something you can't like touch, but you can, you know, you're experiencing it on a different in a different plane almost. Mm. Yeah, that's interesting too. You know what I mean? And like that's, like, maybe that's why I've always been drawn to it. It's because it, as an art, music, and sound, uh, yeah, it's it's so powerful, right? But it, yeah. but yeah, it's not it's not a painting. It's not something that's tangible. And so, why do we like it? Why do we like to hear certain things or not like mm-hmm. to hear certain things? You know, mm-hmm. um, it's really interesting. Yeah, I just love that aspect about it and and that connection. So. I'm always thinking about that with like design and when we're using our imaginations or we're thinking of something or even when I'm visualizing something, you know, I can see it in my eye, but of course, you know, that the client can't like touch it or, or necessarily see it. So you kind of have to share the vision and, and obviously get some things that are a bit more tangible. But yeah, I just kind of, I love that, that world of, of not being able to touch something for, for whatever reason. So it's, it's more creative because you have to you have to fill in the spaces, you know. Yeah. It's not. It's not something that is um, definite and solid and tangible and concrete, and so you can add your uh, creativity to it. 
you know. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. So how can people find you? Like what, what, or I should say like, yeah, I want people to find you and I want them to enjoy what you're doing, but also mm-hmm. like, who do you want to work with? Like who, or, or maybe you're not looking for work right now because you're so immersed in the video game thing, but like if you could pick or, or put out there, um, people that you want to be attracted to in order to collaborate with, like what would, who would that be? Or what would that look like? I kind of know when I, you know, when it happens, I'll know when I see it. I don't really (laughs) have any expectations right now. Um, and yeah, so I'm just concentrating on work at the moment, but not to say that I wouldn't want to collaborate, you know? Uh, So, so, um, people can always get in touch with me, whether it be through Instagram. My Instagram is Kenseth composing. Um, and then, Bandcamp. My name is is easily Google, Googleable because yes. uh, you know it's there's not there's not many Ken Seths out there. So for sure, if you if you just put in Ken Seth and and try to put, start writing Thibodeau, it'll probably come up. <laughs> cool, and we'll have your links but, in the um, show notes too. But yeah, All yeah, right, cool. Sweet. And my my email is easy. It's just it's just Ken Seth at Gmail. So <laughs> perfect. Yeah, you're easy to get a hold of. So yeah, we'll put that out there so people can find you. And then the other thing I I always like to ask is, are there any practices or routines or rituals that you're doing to stay grounded or centered or just to be able to come back? So I, after, because I'm in a a room and a computer, like all the time, it's really Mm -hmm. important to take breaks. So during the day after lunch or so, I'll just go and walk around and it's a new city. So for me, it's exciting. Yeah, because I don't know anything about it. And yeah. so I'll just try to walk it to another place I haven't been. Like I said, we have a river behind our house. So it's every day after work when I get home, uh, my wife and I will take the dogs to the river. And then um, sometimes I'll just go by myself and fish. And even though I don't catch anything, I just yeah. like to hang out there and just do that. You know? Ah. And, uh, so anyway, yeah, hiking these little trails and that go through through the backyard along this river and then um hanging out in the backyard and just listening to the trees when the delta breeze comes at night things like that like really kind of make it all uh help me reset and make right. all like sitting in a box like this like yeah. uh, okay <laughs> <laughs> sure but but yeah i could definitely use more uh exercise like i i, I want to start biking bike riding oh yeah um i need to get my bike fixed but it's a very good city for that there's mm-hmm. a, a lot of these uh, paths that go along the rivers and stuff. So, yeah, just Very cool. Just try to breathe and walk and, you know, but it's also very hot here. So, yeah, yeah I do it in the evening. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, or I early to, morning. I used to go up to yeah. uh, when I was in, well, when I was a kid, my dad lived in um, Chico and um, mm-hmm. Oroville in that area. And, and yeah, the heat during the summer. <laughs> I just remember being like, yeah. It's serious. Yeah, for <laughs> sure. So, all right, Kinseth. Well, thank you so much for coming on and sharing a bit about you and what you do and, you know, this magical world of sound that um, I think is so, so important when we're designing spaces. And uh, yeah, and yeah. thank you for having me. And I think that why I'm attracted to this, uh, to your world and realm is because that I really love, uh, I was meditating for a while. And I really love just stopping, closing your eyes, breathe and listen to the sounds. And every there's always a sound unless you're in a vacuum. There's always something that that is happening. And it's it's interesting to see what it is, how you feel about it. How does it interact with you? 
and then try to change it too. Like make it uh, something, like I said, that might be annoying. Maybe you can listen to it and try to like find the rhythm in it. And then all of a sudden it'll turn into something that, you know, you enjoy. So yeah, I think it goes hand in hand with meditation and, uh, and, you know, creating, creating atmospheres. Yeah, I love um, that example you just gave. And, you know, I'll do like meditations and, and things during like moon circles or we'll be somewhere and we're kind of in an urban area and you'll hear like the cars and just recognizing like, oh my God, that's so annoying. Or like, why can't it be quiet? And then all of a sudden shifting mm-hmm. to really paying attention to it and like almost like bringing it in. And, yeah. um, you know, it's and realize like- that you can't control it. That's yeah. the other thing. So like, like it happened, you will never guess when the next car goes by, you can't guess it. Yeah. So like, and that, and that's amazing too. That's life. That's time. That's everything moving. And, yeah. and, you know, just anyway, there's ways to tweak it so that it kind of <laughs> becomes, it becomes um, good. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's just, it's a great exercise, I guess you could say, mm-hmm. um, with just anything that comes into life, right? That's unexpected or just kind of puts us on a, in a different turn and, and going with it and using it to our advantage. Mm-hmm. And, and it's also when I'm like pulling cards, like I'll pull a card. I think it's the, the five of cups. It's always that card of like, you know, the guys focusing on the cups that have spilt versus the cups that are still standing and that are filled. And, and whenever I pull that card with somebody, they're always like, I know exactly what you're talking about because they're so focused on that one yeah. thing, you know, that that's not yeah. quite right. But it's like, oh my God, but look at all this behind you. That's yep. amazing. It's all perspective yeah. too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I love that you get to do that with sound. <laughs> so yep. cool. It's, it's, it's great to um, figure out like what is happening that I can't control, but mm-hmm. also to, I can control certain things. Yeah. And then what, what, what happens when I change something? How does that affect me? How does it affect something else? You know, so that's, it is playing around with perspective, you know? Yeah. So I never rad. really thought of it, but, I, but I, I've always liked how when you watch a movie, how music will affect a scene mm-hmm. so much, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and that, that was always really inspiring to me. Yeah. I mean, you can even see it just like if you, you know, on Instagram, I know it's like not the best, but uh, when you're like on the reels or whatever, and there's no music and you watch the videos and it's like, so like, oh, this is like not interesting or it's boring or like, what am I watching? And then you, and then you listen to it, the music, and then all of a sudden it transforms into something else. It's like, yeah, no, I've noticed that too. I've, I've, I'm like, a lot of things I'll put on mute because I like it better without the sound. Yeah, the yeah. Sound is like so <laughs> jarring or something. But yeah. Yeah, you're like, what anyway. is happening here? No, I totally yeah. feel yeah. All right. Well, I know you have um, an important meeting. Yeah, with we got your a meeting people. coming up. But yeah. So I will let you go. And like I said, thank you so much for taking the time. I know that you're busy and you've got lots of things going on, and you're you've got a new city that you're exploring. So I re- really appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. It was my pleasure. Thank you for having me. You've been listening to Bewitching the Home. Special thank you to all my Patreon members. Without you, this show would not be possible. Music composition by Ken Seth Thibodeau. Editing by Marcy Ferry. And special assistance by Blake Ferris. If you like what you're listening to, please hit the subscribe button. And if you want to support us even more, please join me on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash bewitching. You can also follow me on Instagram at Rachel, R-A-C-H-E-L, Lorraine, L-A-R-R-A-I-N-E, and find out more information about the podcast on the website, bewitchingthehome.com.